This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio. Well, good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Very much appreciate you joining me. Lots to talk about today. Another beautiful, sweltering hot day today. Uh, and um, I, I think the heat is definitely on the government uh, to uh, release us uh, from uh, stage four, step four of the roadmap. Uh, the pressure is really on from a lot of the backbench MPs. Although, of course, we've got, I mean, as far as I can tell, virtually every medic saying, oh, it's all too dangerous, all too dangerous. Even though, of course, we are seeing a clear break in the link between cases going up and deaths going up. And we also know the people who are getting hospitalised are largely younger people and the older people getting hospitalised who are at risk of dying of COVID. Very simple. They haven't had the jab. That is their choice. But I don't see any reason why the rest of us should be held back by that. Well, some people basically are saying we're going to go ahead with lockdown easing no matter what. Just mentioned Lord uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber, who is my new hero. Uh, he said he's going to reopen his theatres. He's got absolutely huge losses from all his theatres being closed. He wants to reopen them. Can't make money with them socially distanced. He's going to reopen them without social distancing. And he's basically said, come on, have a go if you think you're hard enough to the government. Look, you want to send the police down to arrest me then so be it but we're going to open no matter what after june the 21st absolute hero the gym owners in liverpool did this last year and they won so will the uh will will, will the voice of sanity win on all of this well lots to talk about this morning uh with uh, my guest who's joining me all this morning brendan chilton head of labor future good morning to you good morning julia um, lovely to talk to you um what do you make, first of all, of Andrew Lloyd Webber? He is on the front of the Daily Telegraph uh, and uh, he's saying, you'll have to arrest us to stop us reopening. He's vowed to defy the government if restrictions aren't lifted. In an exclusive interview, he said his theatres were suffering acute financial distress. They had to fully reopen. And he said otherwise he'll have to set, may well have to sell his six West End venues. He'd already remortgaged his London home. And this is a man with rather a lot of money. Uh, and he said there's no proof that uh, coronavirus is being spread in theatres. And uh, basically he's going to go ahead and reopen and if people want to buy tickets, they can buy tickets and uh, uh, come and arrest me if you if you don't like it. Um, hero or, or villain for saying he'd breached the law? 
Julia, I understand uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber is a sir. He's a knight of the realm. Oh, well, I thought he's he, isn't, he a lord? isn't he a lord? No, he's a lord. I think he's both. Most valiant knight of all. Purest knight of all. What a hero. <laughs> it's about time we had some great people uh, like Lord Webber uh, standing up yeah. to this government that, frankly, really is starting to pee everybody off. Uh, if Lord Webber opens his theatres, I will buy a ticket. Oh, 100%. I think you should as well. I don't want we'll to see I don't want to see any any particular shows he's got on, but I'll buy a ticket on Prince. Well, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I probably wouldn't go to one of his shows normally, but I'll go to be arrested with him. I think this is brilliant. Um, and now, oh, now here's it. Are we are we encouraging people to break the law here? Because this thing, because this, we're going back to the Liverpool gym owners last this last summer, and we uh, and we were, were instrumental in publicising what they were doing last last year. Um, and and my view was, you know, they said, look, there is no evidence for us having to be, you know, staying shut. We can't make money. And they basically said, yeah, well, okay, you'll fine us for being open. Fine. Then we'll pay the fines. Now. I mean, if people are willing to take the consequences and people were basically crowdfunding to help them with the legal fight, then then that's their choice, isn't it? I don't think we are encouraging people to break the law here. I think there comes a point in any democracy, and we are still a democracy, where when the government has taken away your basic freedoms and your basic rights and are essentially refusing to give them back, and then when they promise to give them back, delaying when they give them back, there comes a point where the people have to say enough is enough. Because if we don't start taking action, this government will not give our freedoms back. Every battle in history in this country of people winning freedom has not been won because the government has been, or the, the monarch in the old days has been kind enough to give them uh, their freedoms and powers. It's yes. because people have had to fight and win them. Yeah. And this is another one of those fights. And so all power to Sir Lloyd or Andrew Lloyd, stop demoting him. Stop demoting him. But they said Lord Sumption. <laughs> well, Lord Sumption, a former uh, a, a former justice in, in the Supreme Court, and we've spoken to him on the show many times. And he's been, I mean, again, a valiant fighter for our freedoms. And he said, you know, there does come a time. He said, you know, if the law is immoral, that you shouldn't obey, you shouldn't, you shouldn't have to obey the law. But that's a moral choice that people would make, and people have to live with the consequences of that. So, look, you know, I have to be really clear. I am not telling people to break the law here. However, um, I do cheer on somebody who's saying, if I do break the law, I will live with the consequences of that, and I will take the government on. And and I think that is a really, really important point. That you know, in 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 other countries where people say, well, you know, in, in a in a despotic uh, situation, we don't say to people, oh. It's terrible. People, people in Belarus going out on protests against, uh, uh, you know, a basically a non-democratically elected government, even though it's against the law. Um, and and we, don't, we don't say, oh, that's terrible because it's against the law. The, the, the laws in this country, like I have not supported them for basically the entire last year in terms of the lockdown rules, have obeyed all the rules and the laws. Um against my better judgment, I think, um, and never encourage anyone to break them. But you're in this situation where, as you, I've been tweeting about this for the last, God knows how many, six months. This doesn't end until we say it does. The government is basically not being ruled by the data and the science. I mean, and they haven't been for a long time because the evidence is very clear that lockdowns do not save lives. Not just all the lives they ruin uh, because of the lockdown, but they don't actually save COVID lives. And all the people who are absolutely convinced of this need to explain to me how, how Sweden doesn't have uh, more than 1.7% excess deaths, whereas we've got 10% excess deaths. And they have to explain to me, um, and they didn't lock down uh, formally, and you've got to explain to me how Texas and Florida have got... Um, 
the death rates they've got having not. I mean, one, I mean, I think it's Texas have been not locked down since last September. I'm sorry. You, you, the, the evidence is simply not there for lockdowns and their huge costs is abs- are absolutely clear. So it, it, it is it, it, we are in a situation where we are we're ignoring the science. We're being ruled by basically, basically focus groups and polling. If the polling says people don't want lockdown to end because it will be worried a few more weeks won't hurt. And if the polling says, oh, foreign travel, oh, that's very dangerous or oh, wouldn't get on a plane then that's what the government does. The, the, the policies the government chooses are based on what's popular and what's not. I'm sorry, but that's not how you should be governing things. Just because someone else is scared of doing something doesn't mean you have a right to ban it for other people. If you want to test me to go on holiday, fair enough. I can, I can live with that in terms of travelling abroad. But, 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 but there's no reason to ban it other than, other than it's popular. You're absolutely right, Julia. And um, I think uh, we need to really have a great look uh, at what this government is actually doing, because all along, uh, the prime minister has told us he will be led by data. uh, And unfortunately, he's no longer being led by data. He's being led by emotion and sentiment and fear. Yeah. Which which he stirred up. Precisely, which he and and various government ministers have stirred up, and not to mention the the SAGE committee, which seems to laud every opportunity uh, to spread fear uh, and discomfort to the people. Uh, There are people out there that are genuinely still quite fearful uh, of this virus, and this is in part because for the past year and a half, they've had a national campaign of frightening uh, the people uh, by this government. And it's about time the government said to people, The vaccination that we're rolling out works. Otherwise, why are we rolling it out? Secondly, we need to go back to data and not dates. And thirdly, jumping back to your point on Lord Webber, I don't think it is necessarily uh, disobeying the law. It's protest. Um, If people wish to go to the theatres to protest the fact that their rights are no longer being protected by the government, they're being curtailed, all power to them. Uh, And I was a student once. uh, I went on many uh, protest marches against uh, various governments never won anything mind but you know <laughs> <laughs> did it anyway and uh, there comes a point where the people have got to say up with this we're no longer willing to put and i think we have reached that point uh with this possible delay to freedom day uh, on june the 21st and that's it i know so many people who have obeyed the letter of the law and the spirit of the law people are good citizens we're, we're as, as has been proved we're a remarkably you know sensible uh, bunch of people here in the country and the prime minister's constantly talked about how we should use our common sense but then taken away our right to use our common sense um but but to to a man and a woman and, and I'm, I'm including you know people in their 70s who've been you know absolute sticklers barely seen any family uh, for the for the last year who've said no 21st of June. That that's it then. And I just wonder how much longer people are going to put up with the fact that we've got the same. Okay, we've got the Indian variant again. Okay, more transmissible, or is it? Has it just been more transmitted because of the uh, the fact that it is it's come from India and it's it's largely being brought in and initially in homes where people are multi occupancy and have been out at work and haven't been able to self isolate. Uh, and there's still uh, there's still some question marks about about that data. A lot of this is still new supposition. They think it's more to forty more than forty percent more transmissible, but that is not for certain. A lot of the things we knew about or were told that we knew about the Kent variant back in December um, turned out not to be. Uh, 
as 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 true uh, as as was first uh, implied by a lot of the news reports. Um, I'm I'm certainly concerned about new variants, but not so concerned that I think we should shut everything down. Um, we've got this testing and vaccine push in the northwest of England. Uh, Greater Manchester and Lancashire uh, are going to be facing this. A big press conference from Andy Burnham, the Greater Manchester Mayor, yesterday, making it very clear. Look, these are not. There's it's a big push to get more vaccines in people's arms, more testing so people can isolate. But making it very clear, the guidance to not travel, to, to meet people outside, not inside. This is these are not new rules. This is not a local lockdown, not 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 a tier system. This is just advice uh, with, you know, less than a week to go before the government's due to announce the decision on whether or not we're going to reopen uh, uh, on the 21st. Um, do you think it's the right move to give this guidance um, for this area? And do you think that we should actually just be focusing the vaccine drive in the areas where we are seeing these upticks? When we, you know, there are parts of London as well, but they are very specific places that are having these upticks. A lot of them have had lots of the same problems all the way along. And largely it's down to particular groups, particular neighbourhoods, which are not getting the vaccine. And yet it threatens the whole country, all 67 million of us, from having all our freedoms back. I think there, there is a case to be made. However, I think there is a, a big concern to the local economies of those areas. Uh, if the government issues advice telling people not to go to certain areas of the country, that's obviously going to have a terrible effect on local businesses, local retail, etc. after a year uh, of being locked down. Now, if there are certain communities or certain individuals that don't want to have the vaccine or for whatever reason refuse to have the vaccine, I don't think that should prohibit the rest of us, including people in the communities where there might be a concentration of those anti-vaxxers, uh, from getting on with their lives. Uh, in the medieval period, we used to have, you know, sort of towns or the plague towns yeah. where uh, people were told, don't go through there, it's a plague town. And that's essentially what the government's doing now with this advice to certain areas. Uh, I would say to uh, the mayor of Manchester, who I think is a great guy, um, really great guy. I have be, to uh, say, I think Andy, Andy Burnham's had a very good pandemic. He, he has indeed. And I'd like to see him playing a greater role in the Labour Party uh, in the future. Um, I think he should be saying to the government, yes, invest more time in getting the local community here vaccinated. But if there are people that will not have the vaccine, do not shut my local economy down. Uh, let it be held to ransom yeah. by a few anti-vaxxers. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but again, no, let, let, no, let's be let's be clear. Um, when white people don't get the jab, they're called anti-vaxxers. When it's uh, various, and it's not all, it's specific ethnic minority groups which are not getting the jab on, on, on a very wide scale, then, then those derogatory terms are not used against them. Then it's about people not being involved in society, not having trust in medics and not having trust in the police. Lots of excuses are made, but, but, only, but only for ethnic minorities, not for white. White people are just castigated as, as, as foolish and evil and wrong and anti-vax. Different rules. Oh, no, I, I take the point, Julia. Unfortunately, I, I will never, ever bow to this woke lunacy that's going on in the country. In my book, they're all anti-vaxxers uh, if they refuse to have the jab, whether they're white, black, pink with yellow spots. Well, my uh, they're not gonna... People are entitled to not have the jab if, they don't, if they're not convinced, they haven't read up enough about it, they just don't want to be... I mean, I, people are in total... I'm I am very pro-jab. Yeah. If you don't want to take the jab, for whatever reason, you've been given all the information, you've seen the same media everyone else has, you've seen the same data. If you don't want to take it, that's your choice. And if you end up in hospital... I'm, I'm sorry, but it's got nothing to do with me. I'm, I'm, I'm with all right. due respect. I'm really sorry if you do. And I'm really sorry if you die. I'm really, and that's terrible tragedy. But I don't know what it's got to do with me. Absolutely right. And it's on that basis uh, that we should proceed. 
If yep. people don't want the jab, if certain communities don't want the jab, fine, put your own lives at risk. But the rest of us need to get on with our lives yep. and we need to get our economy moving again. Here, here to that. 6.48 is the time. More from Brendan Chilton. We're going to be talking about the Queen and Oxford and uh, oh, someone slapping Emmanuel Macron as well. This is Talk Radio. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.